0: time to get cozy and watch a Christmas movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a Christmas movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Hi everybody and welcome to the first episode of a podcast in a queer tree. My name is Scott Marshall.
1: I'm Nicole Marku. Uh, I'm a librarian. I like cats. I love trash movies. And um, yes, we're here to talk about all the holiday movies we love to hate and hate to love and how they could be more gay. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's key. Today, we're going to talk about the holiday calendar. I'm not sure we're going to figure out how. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read a synopsis of the holiday calendar. Good idea. So the holiday calendar is on Netflix. Um, it's from 2018. Here's the synopsis from Netflix. A talented photographer stuck in a dead-end job inherits an antique advent calendar that may be predicting the future and pointing her toward love. Scott, what are your overall thoughts about the holiday calendar? What are your overall feelings before we like, dive into it? Did you well, like it? Yes and
0: no. <laughs> there, there, usually, for me, the, if I ever have a problem with these, with these movies, it's because of the script. It's it's almost never because I didn't like an actor or mm. something like that. It's usually just some. There's like a real bonehead move mo- moment in the script where I'm like, even for these movies, I'm like, come on, guys! Like, <laughs> could you have you know just given that given it another that scene another pass, editing pass or something? But right. Anyway, um, actually, I I think. What I kind of disliked about this movie just in general was I thought for the love interests, because it's a triangle. Yeah. I thought it was gonna go the other way. I hoped it would go the other way, and then it didn't.
1: Like what do you mean?
0: I thought she was gonna choose the other guy.
1: Oh, you thought she was gonna choose Ty the bland white doctor? Yes.
0: Oh instead of Josh the bland old friend. Of color, who she's known all her life.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: I did you hope it would go that way?
0: Yeah. I just like uh, the other guy more. Really? I didn't like Josh at all. What? As a yeah.
1: Ty was such a ding. Though Well, I mean, they both are, aren't they? He asked her, She he was like, don't you think you're being too sensitive? Oh, yeah. Like, he pulled that move on her. Yes. Also, one reason, I mean, we'll get to this when we get into the movie, but one reason I really like Josh, he's a real sloppy kisser. <laughs> and I feel like, A, you don't see that in, no, that's true. in movies of this ilk very often. And I think it's also indicative of his, like, skills in the bed. Like imagine how bland and boring it would be to sleep with Ty He's like so uninteresting and so forgettable And Josh is like funny, easygoing, a little bit messy A little bit He's messy! I don't mind messy (laughs) But I just feel like he's like a sloppy kisser And I'm like, yeah Josh, go for it
0: They've clearly got a connection, and that probably helps. They've got a connection that dates back to, I guess, when they were children. Yeah. It, it for a long time.
1: Well, and I think their their friendship is like so sweet. I mean, you're supposed to be rooting for Josh. I think, like, I, I I don't know, aren't you? You're I probably right. I was rooting for Josh the whole time. I think their friendship yeah. is like very sweet, and and they. They have this, like, funny thing where he'll, like, pretend to hold up a camera and she strikes a pose. Mm. And at one point, Ty's, like, picking her up for a date and they do that. And then he sort of, like, like gives her a, like, questioning look. And she's like, it's just a thing we do. And I'm like,
0: it's cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cute. And they're both photographers, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of shared interests. And he's, like, part of the family. He, like, takes their family portrait every year. Yeah. Anyway, okay.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad it (laughs) worked (laughs) out. I love (laughs) this movie. Paul's very invested in this. I'm
1: very invested in the holiday calendar.
0: (laughs) That's fine. The the very first note that I actually made. Oh no, it's not. This is the the first note on the back side of my list of notes. Oh my! But the 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 first note in that on that side of the page is I like that. Cat Graham clearly doesn't want any bullshit from Josh.
1: Yes. She,
0: she doesn't put up with anything from him.
1: Well, yeah, totally. I think she stands up for herself.
0: I More like, than your typical Hallmark heroine does. Yes. Yeah. And some pretty dumb stuff happens to her that she has to put up with. For sure. So we've each got our bingo cards.
1: Oh, yes. Here. We have bingo cards. And you said you got a bingo, right? I got a line for got off on the wrong foot when yep. she ran over... His Christmas tree with her car. Yes. Weird transport. Yeah. Because he hired a trolley. Another woman wants that dick. Because when.
0: Uh, oh, that hot that random hot woman that he was talking to that time.
1: Uh, well, that one, and when she's when Abby is talking to her sister. I forgot her sister's name. Sarah, maybe.
0: Yes, I forget her name. She, I liked the sister a lot.
1: Yeah, the sister's great, but she was like, "Oh, here, I wrote it down." Some of the moms wear their nice yoga pants around him. Right. <laughs> yes. I was
0: it's like, "Lots of women want that." Dick.
1: Which is like, can we just talk for a minute about how uh, oh, wearing what are, what are nice wearing, wearing like? their nice yoga pants is like middle class flagging? Okay,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right.
1: Yes, I am. <sighs> uh, overt homoerotic tension. Oh really? Oh my God! Between when who? between between Josh and Ty? No, when she goes to the soup kitchen with Ty, mm-hmm. she's photographing those two men who she sits down her like two out of the three wise men. Oh, okay, they are clearly partners. They've mm-hmm. clearly been partners forever. Yeah, I think you're right there. They are. Absolutely I mean we'll get to that
0: but And that's That's a difference Between a Netflix movie And a Hallmark movie Because I don't think A Hallmark movie Would have Even the hint They, they weren't were,
1: They were very clearly Much less likely Partners uh, Seasonal festival Obviously yep. Santa's village that So that was my bingo I also got widower Grandpops Is a widower Oh yes uh, Pass the Bechdel test Because Abby and her sister Talk a lot about her career mm-hmm um, supportive BFF I think Josh is a supportive BFF
0: I agree, I, I marked that off as
1: well And filmed in Ontario yeah. <laughs> It's, it's filmed, filmed in, in North... Niag- Niagara <laughs> Yeah, Niagara on the lake and in
0: North Bay or something Yeah um, Yeah. Okay, what about your bingo? Um, I I barely got a bingo I, I had another woman wants that dick I had starting a new business Yes. She wants that space yep. that I think Josh gets for her, right? He buys it. Yeah. Um, kiss at the end, of course. Is, is Mine goes through the center. The free space on our bingo card is kiss at the end. Oh, yeah. Because there's always a kiss at the end. Um, I, I actually initially marked off, like, blocked out attractive white female. Because ordinarily I was thinking, well, that's for the lead. Mm. But there is an attractive white female, the one who is kind of, I don't think she's ever named or even has any lines. She's just talking to Ty at one point.
1: Oh, right. And
0: Ty seems to be pretty into it. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess there's, maybe that's just them really reinforcing the fact that other women want this guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to be fine if Cat Dennings, or Cat Dennings, Cat Graham doesn't. Right. (laughs) What a a movie this would be if Cat Dennings was interesting. (laughs) Um, But
1: there is a token attractive white female in this movie,
0: so I think I think that counts. Basically, what it is, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, And then my last checked off was a chef, (laughs) (laughs) and and I I think that's where I get a little desperate because. There's not really any featured chef characters in this movie that I can recall.
1: Did we interact just, with a chef in any way?
0: Well, just the soup kitchen stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I feel like a chef could...
0: So I, I was being a bit generous to myself there, because I, I wanted the bingo so badly.
1: I mean, I think that's fun. I think I think that's fine. I did
0: mark off... There's a bunch of other stuff I marked off, like seasonal festival. You actually marked some off that I didn't. Oh. Like weird transportation. Mm-hmm. Certainly a perfectly defensible thing to, to put, though.
1: Oh, and they're in a horse-drawn carriage at one point. Are they? Yeah. He hires a horse-drawn carriage for them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I marked Driven Apart by Misunderstanding. Oh. Um, which... That kind of happens to both sides of the triangle, I think, at one time or another, right? Because she and Josh have a bit of a snip between each other. and
1: Well, they have a falling out because he like erases the memory card yeah. with, with all the pictures of the mayor yeah, on it. Yeah, a
0: professional photographer accidentally erases the memory card full of pictures... Yeah, that she's just randomly asked to take because the mayor's official photographer is sick she has the flu how big is this town that they live in do you suppose I don't
1: it was unclear mm. at big enough that to warrant Santa's village every single day of December mm-hmm. so
0: big enough that the mayor has her own official photographer yes yeah well. so it, it's hallmark movies. Uh, exist in a weird geographical space sometimes where it's like <laughs> it's this tiny little stars hollow kind of town, <laughs> but also there's a skyscraper right there. Like it's because they're, <laughs> they're filling in Vancouver, probably. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, I, I, I did get a weird kind of indefinite sense of place from that
1: so my first note is um isn't actually the first scene in the movie i think the movie opens when uh abby's at work Mm. and josh is there and her uptight boss mr singh is like are you here to buy anything that job
0: first of all (laughs) portrait photographer yeah what is that job she's a portrait photographer Mm -hmm. at a store
1: it seems like it's a, just a portrait studio. Yeah. Like if the Sears portrait studio were its own business in its own building. Yeah, and those exist. Yeah. Or did. They uh, did. I don't know if they still do a whole
0: lot, but in this small town, apparently there is one.
1: Yeah. Well, and she does say, sort of derisively, she's like, we also do passport photos. A lot of passport photos.
0: So I feel like they're- People want to get the hell out of that
1: town. Yeah. Or they like- It's
0: not enough to move to another town. They've got to go internationally.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's, like, Abby's only mode of creativity in her job is, like, portrait photos. But, like, there's no creativity to passport photos. No. There can be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that scene, uh, which I didn't make any notes about. But then there's the Christmas tree decorating party, or just a Christmas party at her parents' house. Or, like, a family gathering, I guess. Yeah. Um notes I made this struggling millennial trope is too real mm. <laughs> like at, her parents are like how are you doing how's that beat up old car of yours can you make rent this month and I'm like oh god <laughs> that like hit home a little too a
0: little too hard yeah if only Kat Graham's like if only I who basically looks like a model yeah could find some gainful employment yeah Uh,
1: Yeah, I know, the world of...
0: And and Josh's deal is that he left and went around the world and now he's got all kinds of experience and influence uh, as a photographer and he's come back to town. He's like, oh, you're still here, my best friend, also a photographer like me, but you're stuck in this... Dead-end job. Crappy job. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to totally bone you by erasing these photos that could have... Josh could have helped you make rent.
1: Oh, but you know, Josh seems really stressed out about when that happens. Okay, we'll get yeah, there. He buys her a
0: whole chop.
1: I know. To make up
0: for it. I also
1: really love that Grandpops is a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. He's like, I made us vegetarian chili.
0: I'm pretty sure Grandpops was on the wire. He really adds some gravitas for sure to that very, I think, fairly believable family.
1: Totally. Well, and yeah, I really appreciated the like more so than usual. Yeah, they're like easygoing. They have some like family dynamics of like the older sister is like I put a little something in your eggnog for you and she's like you're the best, big sis. Like no one calls their big sister big sis in real life, but they're sort of that vibe of like wink. <laughs> And I really loved, I even made note of this, when Josh shows up, he and grandpops have a, like, real hug. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like especially when I watch two men or two, like, mask people in a movie or a TV hug, I, like, clock how long they touch for. Like, there's always sort of a, like, no homo undertone sure. of two men hugging if they're not gay. Um, and I feel like their hug looked real yeah it was like a real like we have affection for each other hug
0: uh, I'm gonna go so far as to say that those scenes are probably the best scenes in the movie yeah the- they feel real they feel really lived in mm. you you kind of wish I mean maybe you don't wish you were at that party but you're like that wouldn't be so bad if I was at that party yeah as opposed to a lot of the parties in our movies where you're like I would rather die
1: Yeah. <laughs> seems like a living nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's like comfortable. They, they have like a jokey relationship as a family.
0: It seems like they actually care about each other.
1: Yeah. I also clocked a quote that I think we will hear again and again and should maybe go on our bingo card. We're just friends. Mm.
0: <laughs> Definitely. We're just friends. Yeah, we're just friends. <laughs> We're going to want to be careful about that one. Mm. In what way? Uh, just, you know, you and I are just friends.
1: <laughs> That's true. Good thing we're not in a Hallmark movie. It is a
0: good thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. People, people can't see, but I was just checking around. <laughs> Shoulder checking. Yeah. Um, okay, so my the first... Sure. Just checking the to see if I intersect any in these early scenes with your notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I basically scribbled some notes to myself about what we know Cat Graham from. Uh, Josh, he's moving home. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I wrote down travel podcast. Does he do a travel podcast?
1: He has a travel blog. He has a travel blog. Yeah. Okay. It's specifically called a travel blog. Yeah. So it must be... Oh yes, it is because Cat never reads it, or Cat uh, Abby never reads it because it's like so much text. She's like, "There's no photos; it's just writing." That is weird
0: for a photographer.
1: It is a bit odd, but it does explain why she would never read it, which is pretty I key mean, because at the end he's secretly like loaded.
0: He's her best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, did she, she reads his travel I, like, I guess not for the reveal that it. She want
0: to know. What... <laughs> What he's doing
1: Well I think she probably has hard feelings about it though It seems that way So I feel like on some level I understand why she wouldn't read it Because she's like stuck you know, in this town She doesn't want to bum herself out Yeah she's stuck in this job Her best friend is like at having adventures Being this like cool experienced photographer yeah. And she's like ma Yeah
0: that's, that's understandable Yeah. So I think we both agree Grandpops is the best
1: Yes and hands down
0: And he gives to her the uh, magic advent calendar. There's really no other word for it. It's magic.
1: It's magic. It's from France.
0: Oh, well, there you go. That's revealed later. Yeah, all French advent calendars do that.
1: Are wooden advent calendars a thing?
0: I'm sure they probably were, and probably are, for like... A certain class of person, sure, of course. Um,
1: But like a magical wooden antique advent calendar full of tiny objects is a thing I want more than anything else in the world. I think that's partially why I like this movie so much, is because. (laughs) Okay, he did not just reveal to me a magical wooden advent calendar full of tiny objects. I did not. So that was a real bummer. But I think part of the reason I'm so taken with this movie is because the object around which the movie is based is so charming and appealing to me.
0: Yes. Um it's it's charming, it's weird, frankly. It's very weird. It's um I I've, I made a couple notes about how uh, no one thinks it's weird that it knows when to open the the first door. Like nobody seems to think <laughs> Because she reveals, oh, just to explain to, to people, who, if you haven't seen this movie, she gets this magical avocado, and by the way, Grandpops doesn't say it's magical. He doesn't... He's, he's a he bit explicitly cagey. Explicitly says... He's
1: cagey about it.
0: Yeah. Um. He and his late wife, I think, mm-hmm. used to enjoy it, right? So they, he hands it off to her as a, a, to give her comfort in the holidays, I guess, and he thinks, it'll give you the little boost you need so she takes it home and she doesn't just open up any doors Mm -hmm. she's like oh well I guess it'll just see what happens on December 1st and then on December 1st the first door is open on its own
1: with a tiny light shining through a light coming out of it
0: And no one seems to think that's weird.
1: Well, she did try to open the doors, and they didn't open. And she was like, "WTF?" And then I think when she's telling Josh about it, she's like, "And the door just popped open." Mm. So I feel like,
0: like a puzzle box from Hell.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think she's like, it is weird, but then it's like not explored, like in any way.
0: Not at all. Yeah, which (laughs) it's clearly magic. Or something, or, you know, someone is stalking her and sneaking into her house and opening the, like...
1: That is very sinister. <laughs> sinister take on Hallmark movies.
0: It's not that I mean for it to be a sinister take on the movie, but I wish that she or somebody at least once had remarked, hey, that's strange, <laughs> Yeah. You suppose there's something... Anyway, so the, the note I wrote to myself is... Day one, boots. Day two, tree. Yeah. Day 11, Hitachi magic wand? <laughs> <laughs> Does it just get more day 19, handgun? Like, what? what's coming?
1: Uh, wow.
0: Um... Oh, yeah, the the other note I had that's germane to that prop is that the props department on this movie oh. must have had a hell of a time. Uh, a good time, I think, creating that house... The, the, the advent calendar prop and all the weird little...
1: The tiny little the, toys. The little
0: boots. Yeah, like... What happens... What happens next year? Does she get the boots again on the first day? Like, do they scramble around? Ooh. How does that work from year to year? Was something I probably spent more time wondering how that Advent calendar works, even within its magical framework, yeah, than about the relationships. Which, frankly, I couldn't care
1: less. Sure, sure. Hmm i I would assume that they're the same because, like, December twenty fifth is. You think it doesn't
0: generate a new set of mini props every year? To I I think you're probably right.
1: I just think that, like, December 25th was a snowflake, right? Which is sort of like seasonally appropriate and that like if they all got mixed around it's possible that december 25th would be like a caroler Mm. which like doesn't feel as like grand right because like the you expect the one on the 25th to be like the biggest the best the most that is generally how they work yeah so i feel like they're the same but I don't think this movie really begs a sequel, so I don't think we'll never no- we'll ever know.
0: It seems unlikely that there'd be a sequel because the spoilers, I guess, the way it ends, mm. it's a year later. Yeah. And there's you know, she and Josh are together and they've been together for A year. Basically a year. Yeah. And he's gotten her the, the store and everything. Um so yeah, I guess they're they must still have They got the calendar back, right? There's a there's a there's a kind of B story where she's lost the calendar for a while, and I assume Josh Josh went and got it for her, right?
1: No, Grandpa's got it. Oh, Grandpa's got it. Yeah. I was paying close attention,
0: as you can see. Josh gave it to
1: her. Grandpops collected it from the school auction, and then Josh gave it to her. Right. I wrote down all of the toys that are revealed. Do you want to hear what they are? Oh, absolutely. So day one is a pair of boots. Okay. Day two is a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Day three is a nutcracker. Okay. Day four is a candy cane. Right. Day five is a skate.
0: Right. She Did went skating with them.
1: She went skating.
0: Oh yeah. To explain to people who haven't seen the movie, every every day there's a new object in the Advent calendar that somehow relates to what Abby is going to experience that day. Yeah. So with the boots, she gets a new pair of boots that I think from
1: Josh from Josh gives her. Yeah.
0: Um, she hangs out with Ty and his daughter, and they go skating at one point. Um, so what comes after
1: that Uh, day 6 is a reindeer then they skip several days and we go to 9 which is a caroler right and then we skip a lot of days day 14 is a wreath Mm -hmm. day 15 is three wise men day 16 is a turkey question mark it wasn't really clear to me what the turkey was all about, and then we don't see anything again until day twenty-five, which but she is, loses it for a while. She loses it for a while, and then she's all she's in a pit of self-loathing. It's like in her trunk for several days.
0: I just saw this note to myself. Chemistry with Josh, none. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> for, slightly further down, chemistry with Ty. Yeah. I refer to him as a Dilf.
1: Oh, is Josh or is no not Josh? Ty is Ty your Dilf?
0: Well, he's he's the only dad, so he's got to be.
1: I guess. I mean, I I guess there's Abby's dad. He's not
0: a Dilf for me personally. Sure. I feel that in the context of the movie, He's he's
1: a Dilf. Yeah, sure. Um. So the next note I have after. The party at her parents' house. Yeah,
0: is I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because just, just for more of the Josh Ty rivalry. I have a note to myself. Josh is Jacob. Ty is Edward. <laughs> is that a Twilight reference? Twilight.
1: Wow, Ty is Edward. Oh, absolutely. That's very astute. Yeah.
0: And Josh kind of is Jacob. Well, they're both
1: like jokey. They have sloppy. the childhood friend element. Yeah. You're right? Yeah. All right. Um so like I feel like I'm I remain not actually baffled because I understand why, but like the whole movie has this narrative of Abby as like a starving, struggling artist. Right. First of all, let's talk about her apartment. Yeah. Who I don't know anyone with an apartment like that i know a lot of artists well
0: every everyone in a hallmark movie
1: that apartment is stunning yeah it is ridiculous it's like and i feel like a theme of made for television movies is like unexplained wealth yeah. and you know i think we understand why abby's Parents and sister have wealth because they are lawyers. Her dad seems to like run this law firm because he's trying to get her to work there. Yeah. So I think that wealth makes sense. So obviously, Abby has like generational wealth and has like support. Yeah. But I think if you live in an apartment like that and dra- her old beater of a car is like a perfectly reasonable Toyota Matrix. Like if it's not a Lexus, it's a beater in this world, I guess. <laughs> but it's like. It's, like, these these are the things that, like, m- middle-class people feel comfortable watching as, like, an example of struggle.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You never see... I mean, we, we're we going to be talking about tropes a lot on this podcast, obviously, yeah. because these movies are essentially a bunch of tropes tacked together. Yeah. Um, you never see people who are genuinely struggling stri- stri- yeah. to make rent or groceries or whatever yeah. you never see parents who are, who are struggling um, you never see and, and I mean obviously that's by design these movies are not about solving <laughs> that problem <laughs> for sure but, um, but it's funny like I'm, I'm old enough I guess that for me when I was a kid uh, young women, one of the most popular rom-coms at the time, sort of rom-com, was uh, John Hughes' movie Pretty in Pink. Mm. Poor girl with a poor father who is attracted to a rich guy. And it's a very different tone and dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's still, you know, happy ending and everything, I guess. Uh, also, annoying. Mm-hmm. Sidekick friend. <laughs> uh,
1: Do you not like Fernando?
0: Oh no, I like Fernando. Oh, no, okay. I meant, I ended pretty in pink.
1: Oh, so okay. Oh, okay.
0: Intolerable. Sure. Um, no, Fernando is okay. I did make a note um, about. There's a little scene where. Josh goes, Oh man, I'm in the friend zone.
1: Oh I know. The friend zone conversation was and rough. Fernando's
0: like, oh the friend zone sucks. And I was like, this whole thing sucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Fernando. This does suck. This whole
0: conversation right now. <laughs> sucks.
1: Sucks. Um, um sorry, I derailed you a little, but I okay. I do want to go back to your point about like like there is in this movie we do see. People living in poverty when they go to the soup kitchen. Yeah. And presumably, they don't say it explicitly, but I think the people in the soup kitchen are supposed to be like houseless housing insecure homeless somewhere in that spectrum and it's like the version of i mean that's not what this movie is about right this movie isn't there to like represent real social problems obviously that's like not what these movies are for and that's fine but i i think the part i take uh i take sort of problem with in this is that they're like used as a plot device Mm. in this sort of like heartwarming way that and i'm like "Mm, that doesn't that doesn't taste so good
0: well speaking of tropes going back to tropes for a minute now that you mention it um the i'm sure you've seen before how the the kind of Hallmark movie plot structure, there's something like 22 beats that they always have to have. There's like the meet cue, the mm. such and such. And, and then they, so you may have a kind of mix and match of different, basically bonding activities that the couples are going to do. Yep. And especially I think it, in the Christmas movies, doing something for the underprivileged is often one of those bonding things. Yeah. Um And yeah, I, I agree. This one doesn't come off that great. Ooh, it sits badly. Yeah.
1: Also, I'm here to say, do not for the as someone who worked with volunteers in a food service capacity for many years, do not try and do a good deed at Christmas by showing up to volunteer mm. in a soup kitchen. Don't do that. That's about you. They don't. They don't want newbies. Don't oh my god. Work just on. In the
0: way. You don't know what you're doing.
1: Work on dismantling capitalism every other day of the year, please. Make a big fat donation to soup kitchen. Yeah, give them some money. Stay out of their way.
0: Ugh. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Thank you. <laughs> um, my, I, I made a couple notes around the. Not so much about the soup kitchen itself, but just around that part, that point of the, of mm-hmm. the movie, the, the, that. That place in the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and does that bonding activity with Ty, mm-hmm. and in so doing, she misses a screening <laughs> of a Christmas story yep. with Josh and Fernando. Yep. Which that was a moment where a- after you know she's helped out of the soup kitchen and Ty's like, "Well, you did a good thing, you know." It-
1: what you did was so much more important, right? <sighs>
0: Right, isn't that a weird moment?
1: Oh my god, that was so... The,
0: the whole thing feels really emotionally weird, because it, and, and normally I like Cat Graham, but I felt like, I don't know if it's just in the editing, or how she played that moment, but at one point, Ty asked her, "What? what's wrong? And she's like, I don't know, and just kind of practically sprints away from him yeah. to go and like make it up to Josh, and I'm like... Maybe there's a reason you're not more successful. No. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe it's just a maturity thing with her, or... I, again, I, I lay the, the blame at the script. Like they, sure. They didn't work this out very well.
1: Sure. I think I lay the blame at uh, pathological heterosexuality, because... Or, like like normative relationship styles because i feel like like as a non-monogamous person you can't be successfully consensually non-monogamous if you aren't good at communicating. Like, you have to be willing to have hard conversations, you have to be willing to she do... clearly is not. Yeah, and, like, none of them are. So it's like, no. she went into that date... Actually, maybe Josh is. Oh, I think Josh might be well, my well Well-traveled man of the world
0: that he is. Sloppy.
1: Sloppy people aren't afraid to have hard, hard, hard conversations. That's true. Sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But, like, Abby went into that date with Ty not telling her that she had another obligation. Yeah. And it's like, if you aren't going to communicate to person A that you're dating, that you have another commitment with person B at this time, of course you're going to be disappointed. One of your best friends. Yeah. And it's like, regardless of what, like, I know that at this point in the movie, Josh and Abby's relationship isn't romantic, but like, I would argue that their friendship is close enough that it would like, it should like warrant enough, like priority in her life to be like, I have an important, like, event hangout date tonight that i have to be at this place at six
0: i wasn't real clear on why that movie is so important do they do this every year because i thought there was a line in there about how the local movie house again town big enough for a movie theater i guess Mm -hmm. but it's like a, a retro little um i got the impression that they show that movie every day until christmas
1: I think it was important because the three of them had, like, made this plan several weeks in advance. Oh, yeah,
0: they had to get tickets and stuff, right? It was a big deal to get the tickets because I guess there's nothing else to do in this town. I'm just going to start calling this town Stars Hollow. Sure. (laughs) And, um...
1: Yeah, I think it was a big deal because they'd, like, made this plan... And then she bailed. And then she
0: bailed for this Did she even tell them what she was doing?
1: No, that's that's the thing. There was like no communication yeah, about it. And like this is an example for me in this movie where I think maybe like I don't I'm not here to like prophesize non-monogamy. It's it's if it's not right for you, it's not right for you, and that's fine. But I think this is an example where the communication required for non-monogamy would have really come in handy.
0: Right. Like well, she you, didn't You said when we were having one of our preliminary conversations about doing this podcast. Mm-hmm so many of these characters' problems would be solved if they would just enter into a triad.
1: Yes, exactly! (laughs) It's like, if everyone was consensually into this triad, this problem wouldn't... It would be way less stressful for everyone.
0: Now we've discovered where the rubber hits the road for our podcast (laughs) with this movie, which is, you know, How Can It Be More Gay? (laughs) triad. Yeah. With... um, Abby and Josh and Ty, I guess. Ugh. Yeah, I know it's not very appealing, (laughs) is it? It's not very appealing. If there
1: was Abby and Josh and Fernando,
0: how about Abby's sister and Ty? Okay. Yeah. And
1: one of the hot yoga moms. Yes.
0: we know they want him. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, the sister seems
1: to want him too. I mean, that makes more sense. It's I would watch that movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a very different movie that we've just written. Well, yes. <laughs> um one fun thing I noted, uh this is early on when they right after they have the, like, I ran over your Christmas tree moment. Mm. At approximately 23 minute mark, there is a very visible cow's ice cream in the background. Nice. Which is, like, cow's is, like, is it Atlantic Canadian? It's, certain, yeah. it's certainly Canadian. Yeah. It's from Prince Edward Island.
0: Yeah, the, uh, there's one down here on the waterfront. There's one, or there was one, I don't know if there still is, in London, Ontario,
1: so I think they... I don't know that they go there's further... very few. I don't know that they go further than Ontario, but it's like... I a, think there might be one further out west. There's a... It's a very Canadian ice cream company, just in the background. Very small, artisanal. Yeah. Men. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it was... Really it was lols.
0: We, we can definitely figure out where it was filmed from that, because there's only half a dozen locations. A handful. Of cows, I think. Yeah. That's funny.
1: Okay, I want to do a Nicole's Trivia Corner Please moment. Do. So, Nicole's Trivia Corner... um this is fun so quincy brown plays josh mm-hmm. that's his name quincy brown mm-hmm. quincy brown's godfather is quincy jones mm-hmm. um, famed music magnet mm-hmm. um and father of rashida jones. yes father of rashida jones um icon to all um and at the so quincy jones godfather to quincy brown who is Josh in this movie. Cat Graham, who plays Abby, her father is godfather to Quincy Jones's children.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, following up on that... I'm ready. I have a note to myself. Did you watch all the way through the credits?
1: No. Okay.
0: Was there a fun bonus at the end? Not exactly, but there's um, a song over the credits... Okay. ...that is... Sung by Cat Graham and Quincy. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, I love well, it's that. A,
0: it's sung by Cat Graham, I, but Quincy is in the credits for it. Oh. Uh, I don't remember if he sings or not, but he's he's involved. So I'm guessing maybe Quincy Jones is even involved in that somehow.
1: Shit. I think that also means that Cat Graham is a triple threat because she... Oh well, yeah, she can sing.
0: She can sing and she can dance.
1: Well, yeah, she was a professional dancer. I read her Wikipedia page a lot last night because uh, I thought for a second she might be queer in real life, but... I, as far as I could tell she's not mm. um, but yeah she's like a professional dancer yeah. she's been a backup dancer for like many big time musicians oh interesting Yeah. yeah. wow I love that yeah. oh okay so one another beef I have with Ty <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that we've unintentionally basically set up ourselves in opposition about these two guys <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Let's duke it out. I think I'm gonna win because Ty is the worst. Uh He's not great. Like, let's just talk about this line when she gets attacked by the candy canes and discovers he's a doctor. That's, that's so weird. This is my doctor way of asking you out. Mm. There there should be zero way of asking out a patient. Yeah, I that, that is so sketchy. Yeah, so right. icky. That shouldn't happen. Ugh um anyway then there's the friend zone the friend zone conversation which obviously we
0: all hated yeah i've got a note to myself here but slightly after that um well i guess slightly before that i I have a note about you know what a bad breakup scene that was no this is referring to ty this guy is like a billy zane cover band (laughs)
1: Were you stoned when you made that note? (laughs) Wow, Billy Zane cover band is a very good description of time. It is, right? It is very good.
0: Because he's not quite that
1: handsome. No. But... But he's trying to be.
0: (laughs) After after a few drinks, you might be like... (laughs) I can see it. That looks familiar. Oh my god. So brutal. So the whole... The whole mayor's photographer is sick thing. I just have a note to myself. What the fuck? (laughs) What kind of stupid contrived reason is this? Actually, I've got this note a couple of times about how, despite all of her struggles and stuff, she keeps lucking into good jobs. Like, a couple times in the movie. Like, lucking into what seems like would be pretty good opportunities in Stars Hollow to take a bunch of pictures for... For money. Totally. Again, note to myself, um, I think it, they've got the little thing in the movie where every time the advent calendar door opens, mm-hmm. it's like, day 13. Yes. <laughs> There's a little title that comes up on the screen, so when day 17 came up, I was like, I feel like I've been watching this for 17 days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> So she completely lucks into this photo gig. Josh is an idiot who erases her pictures and she is fired with none of this makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and then she gets replaced by <laughs> this woman who has no idea what she's
1: doing. By Mr. Singh's wife. Mr.
0: Singh's wife. Yeah. And the Santa, I did make a note about how there's this kind of funny exchange where the Santa's telling Mrs. S- Mr. Singh's wife the lens cap is on. Yeah. And Mr. Singh says, you don't have to tell my wife what to do, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is this a triad?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe Bob and Mrs. Sing are
0: exes. Maybe. Ooh. I like to think that they are.
1: I love that triad. I would not have put that together.
0: That's what I'm here for. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> To tell my wife what to do, Bob. You don't have to
0: tell my wife what to do, Bob. That's that's my favorite line of the movie, bro.
1: Oh my god, my favorite line of the movie is uh, coming up in a in a bit. Okay. Um,
0: my, my next note to myself is obviously Ty bought the calendar. Josh is dumb. He <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And then I wrote, "Screw you, Josh! You goddamn albatross!" Because at that point. <laughs> That's how
1: I saw him. Oh, okay. To Capra, I mean,
0: just weighing her down. <laughs> wow. I was really hostile.
1: <laughs> yeah, you really got hostile about Josh. Wow.
0: Um, but I was wrong. Ty didn't buy the oven gel.
1: He didn't. Grandpops swiped it before it went into the auction. Smart. Grandpops saves the day. Um... I think that this movie without realizing it in a, in a dark twist of foreshadowing for 2020 Abby's sister. um, So when, Abby is on her like shame spiral on the couch, yes. binging Netflix Christmas shows. I think another yes, uh- an- yes another entry in our bingo card should be <laughs> self referential Netflix movies. It happens a lot in yeah, Netflix it really movies does. Yeah, it really does. um. But she's, like, in been in this, like, multi-day spiral of sadness after losing Josh, losing Ty, losing her job. And her sister comes over and says, you smell like Cheetos and sadness? That's right. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's... That stings. That's 2020 right there. That's
0: a little real. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: too fucking real. Um, Also, her self-loathing spiral is only three days, which, you know, good for her for bouncing back so quickly. There are only five days until Christmas at that point. Mm. But I also feel like for what she's gone through, three days isn't really that long. No. You know?
0: Not really. I've got a note here about how there's a montage I don't remember what that montage was anymore
1: There were two montages There was one montage before Abby goes on her date with Ty When she's trying on a bunch of outfits
0: No, it must have been the other one Because my note is that it feels like she's tripping (laughs) I don't know what that would have been referring to um, I don't. Remember. Maybe you out there know, but uh,
1: there was a second montage, but I now can't remember what it was about. Maybe it was her like dusting herself off kind of montage.
0: Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. My next note is about how much I love Gramps and uh, just how he seems oddly blasé <laughs> about how this <laughs> this heirloom
1: from his deceased this, wife.
0: Yeah, this enchanted slashed cursed. <laughs> Family object <laughs> has suddenly gone missing. Maybe he's thrilled that it's you know, maybe he's like, finally the monkey's paw is out of our hands.
1: <laughs> but he's just like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it'll turn up.
1: I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> he's like, it's stars hollow, we know everybody. We'll, <laughs> we'll just ask. Have you seen the cabin calendar? Anyway. Wow. So I don't know how much more you have as we as we approach the end of the movie. I... All, all the rest of my notes are basically about the end. So if you've got other stuff in between,
1: um, my well, my favorite line is from Fernando, huh. Fernando, as the co- sometimes the comic relief can you character. Hear the
0: drums, Fernando. Pardon? Oh, it's an Abba.
1: So. Oh no, I know. Oh, can you hear the drums, Fernando? Yes, I get it. Um, sometimes the comic relief character in a movie, especially the like Hallmark Netflix Christmas movies, um are really fucking annoying. Like, they're really hard for me to deal with. And sometimes they really are so funny to me. And Fernando fell into the latter category for me.
0: They're often the bright spot in an otherwise unremarkable.
1: (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, I did like this movie quite a bit. But Fernando I found so Funny, Like I knew what his trope was about and I saw what they were doing, but it really worked for me. And so uh, Abby is phoning. She's like trying to find Josh and she can't find him. He's like not answering his phone. He's not answering his texts. It's cause he, no, it's cause he's in Florida. So she calls Fernando and Fernando's like crying over a Netflix Christmas movie that he's watching. And he answers the Phone and she's like, "Do you know where Josh is?" And he says, "Well, he's he left, and he was wearing his date shirt, so he's on a date, oh, right. or he's in Florida visiting his parents. It's a versatile shirt, really."
0: <laughs> that, so good. That was funny. Like,
1: I want to know what Josh's versatile date slash Florida shirt looks like. Yeah,
0: Josh. I wonder what Josh's idea of a good shirt is. <laughs> it's like not as nice as Ty's worst shirt.
1: <laughs> Ugh. That says more about Ty than it does about Josh. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Josh is sloppy, and I'm my, here for it. My next note is, ugh,
0: Josh. Because at that point, she must have decided to be with Josh.
1: I believe so. Well, she has a flash. There's a flashback montage of her opening each day of the advent calendar, and instead of how they all led her to Ty, she realizes how they all secretly led her, led her to Josh. To Josh. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I write, ugh, Josh, congratulations, Jacob fans. <laughs> <laughs> and then one year later, ugh, because they're still together. Have I
1: changed your mind about Josh in the course of this no, conversation? No, not really.
0: Wow. I, I'm just not into them. Okay. Yeah, just not into
1: them. I just them. think their rapport is so charming.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I, I, I'm happy for those two characters that... But- <laughs> They found what was in front of them the entire time. Another yet another trope. I feel like she doesn't have real good choices either way, frankly.
1: Well, I think she needs to be Maybe a... she could leave town. She might need for a while. To, she might need to leave town. Yeah. But,
0: uh, <laughs> the very last my, my last note here, the very last shot with the special effect on the calendar, because the the, the last shot is the admin calendar, like, sitting on a table. Yeah, in the window of the store. In, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, got light glowing out of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, that's creepy. <laughs> no one seems to think... <laughs> Again, no one seems to be remarking on the fact that this... Like, what's the deal with this thing?
1: Scott's main takeaway from this movie, why is no one tripped out about the magic involved? I mean, I don't disagree with you.
0: How do we feel about magic? I actually did write down a, a general, very general question for the podcast. Mm. How do we feel about magic in these movies? I, I don't feel great about it personally.
1: Oh, interesting. No. Why?
0: Because I don't feel great about it in real life. Like, I'm a Buddhist. I believe in things that you can actually prove exists. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it it doesn't bother me. Sure. If you want to have some kind of magical thinking, especially around a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want that to be what every movie we watch is going to hang its hat on. Yeah. There'll be something magical that saves the day.
1: I think that I get it. Yeah, I think I feel similarly in that I don't want magic to be the like sort of lazy plot like tie up like everything's neat and tidy oh it was magic the whole time i'm like well you could have tried harder on that and maybe thought more about what the ending could be i do think that
0: he's wait you mean that mall santa is actually santa
1: yeah like Exactly. we're
0: We're almost certainly going to get one of those. Oh, yeah. I can't days. wait.
1: But I do think that when I think, when I like pull back and think about Netflix and Hallmark Christmas movies and the people who watch them who maybe aren't us, <clears throat> that like the magic of the season is a real thing that people experience. Like I don't know if it's capital M magic or if it's like you get swept up in a sort of like collective festive feeling. Like whether or not you celebrate Christmas or not there's like there's sort of this like collective energy about like specific holidays and I feel like that can be interpreted as like the magic of the season. And I think that vibe gets translated to actual magic in movies, and that that's like important to some people. Mm. So.
0: And yeah, I think some screenwriters are, as you say, just leaning on
1: a device. I mean, 40 films, <laughs> 40 oh, new oh, releases. God,
0: I'm gonna
1: wrap
0: this one up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they find the <a> magic <laughs> nutcracker, I guess.
1: How long do they possibly have to write these movies? <laughs> Clearly not long. Not long.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing they've got some kind of uh, script that they they plug a few variables into and turn a crank and out comes a...
1: Or they have like a bunch of interns yeah. for very little money churning out scripts.
0: Well, a number of the ones that you see on the Hallmark Channel anyway... There will often be a credit based on the book by and like oh. where are these books? From?
1: <laughs> They're probably
0: like Harlequin. A lot of them, yes. I don't know about a lot, but some of them are definitely Harlequin. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: That's it. Those are all the notes. Wow, a real kiss. Josh is kind of sloppy. This is my last note, which I've already mentioned several times. I'm very into.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. You know, some kind of. Genuine passion in these movies is rare. Yes! The the feeling of genuine passion, especially among the main characters, you might see them almost accidentally in background characters or like parents or or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, usually things are so chaste. Oh, yeah. In these movies?
1: So chaste. Like, Josh is not chaste.
0: No. No. In fact, I. The vibe you get from him is like. Does he have a couple other girlfriends?
1: Yeah. Well, he's That's supposed to be kind of a, like, womanizer, right? Like, at one point, Abby's like, he's got girlfriends all over the world. So it's like, he sort of has this, like, playing the field, having lots of dates vibe to him. because well, the friend zone sucks. <laughs> So we hated the friend zone conversation. It's the worst, Josh. You have some work to do, yeah. but I feel like he's probably pretty fun to hook up with. So <laughs> that's my guess. As someone who's not interested in hooking up with
0: him, I, I was going to say it's it's kind of funny that the the one person in this room <laughs> who absolutely does not want to. I mean, I don't. Both of us do not want to hook up with Josh, but. So, <laughs>
1: Anyway Probably for different reasons though <laughs> Probably
0: for different reasons I'm, I'm just not attracted to Josh Not especially attracted to Ty either But like I say A few drinks
1: <laughs> Billy Zane cover band
0: Think of Billy Zane <laughs>
1: Oh my god uh. Have a few drinks And think of Billy Zane <laughs>
0: That's our advice
1: Amazing, yeah Yeah, That's
0: our advice for this episode
1: Okay, well we did it
0: Yeah, we've done it, Nicole We
1: did it! That was the holiday calendar Yeah Nicole loves this movie Scott tolerated this
0: movie Yeah, it was fine It was fine
1: um great. Well thank you to us l- for listening to our podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you everybody. We did um, it. Scott, we need to tell them
1: Where tell why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet, Scott?
0: Uh, just go to my website at hey two Ts, two L's. And uh everything I do more or less is trackable there. Um Nicole, you're pretty much the opposite. You're
1: I don't exist I don't on the internet. Yeah, you're like
0: Jason Mansukas. Do you know who that is? Nope. <laughs>
1: I don't really exist on the internet, don't bother trying to find me, but I love you all and I love trash movies and you can think of me whenever you see Josh giving a sloppy kiss.
0: And if you have a, a comment on anything Nicole said or that I said, you can just get us through our the podcast social media.
1: Oh yes, why don't you tell people what those are, Scott? Oh, uh, well, let's see now.
0: Uh, you can go to the eventual podcast website at... Uh, a podcast in a queertreecom I believe is the the address that I got and it's just going it's probably just gonna to point to our patreon page mm. um, we're also on uh, Instagram well I don't know what we're gonna post there uh, screenshots of some of these movies maybe yep um, and we're on Twitter at, at Twitter doesn't allow a super long names so mm. I wasn't able to do the I, I think the the Twitter name is like pod in a queer tree. Perfect. At pod in a queer tree. <laughs> and, and on Instagram, it's just the, the full name of podcast in a queer tree. Um, and then Patreon, I think that's the main stuff that people would need to get directed to.
1: That sounds great. That's where I exist on the internet. I exist only through this podcast on the internet.
0: <laughs> so what happens on December 25th? Oh. Pack you up.
1: <laughs> I cease to exist.
0: I cease to exist. I just seal you up into the advent. calendar.
1: <laughs> yes, that's, December
0: first rolls around. That's
1: where I want to live in that tiny, beautiful antique calendar in that little house. Oh, that tiny little turkey. <laughs> um. Great. Well, uh, look forward to hearing us in your ears tomorrow because uh, right. we'll be here every day. We don't even know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> but we'll be there. We'll be there.
0: <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for listening and go to hell josh <laughs> unbelievable
1: you have been listening to season one episode one of a podcast in a queer tree by nicole marcu and scott marshall visit a podcast in a queer for this episode's links plus our social media and a link to our patreon Don't forget to play bingo along with us when you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is by a librarian and an amateur professional skateboarder. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow, but whatever you do, we love you. Happy Holidays!